0: previously on Kurt's Burbs Blurbs and lower the opacity of the uncut to like 60% tonight on Kurt's Burbs Blurbs did you touch my son
1: <laughs> Kurt B. burbson, Kurt B. blurbson, Kurt B. burbson now Kurt B. burbson, Kurt B. blurbson, it's Kurt's Burbs Blurbs time now It's Kurt Blurbs time now.
2: What up, what up, what up, neighbors and lunatics, Dr. Kurt Money's assistant here, with the only podcast dedicated to Tom Hanks' best movie, the 1989 Joe Dante masterpiece, The Burbs. It's one hell of a neighborhood. The good doctor is a bit under the weather and requires rest, relaxation and some blanketed burbs in. He asked me to introduce the episode and get things rolling because he has a great episode for you today. Wait. I'm sorry what was that? Okay, the doctor wants me to tell you that this guest Quote Rolled up to the Kurt cave with the Burbs vinyl and shout select blue from his own personal stash Unquote (coughs) I have no idea what that means As I speak the Queen's English Not Dr. Money's Anyway Always be Burbsing And so forth Is it weird I'm sitting on the floor like this? It doesn't bother me Sweet Okay,
1: I got it
0: What up, what up, what up, neighbors and lunatics Dr. Kurt Money here With the only podcast dedicated to the 1989 Joe Dante masterpiece, The Burbs I am here with Evan Watkins Welcome to The Kurt Cave Thanks, man,
1: yeah, this is cool A lot of good posters in here
0: Thank you, thank Isn't
1: you a huge screen
0: 120 inches Big deal So tell me, first off, your burbstry That is your history with the burbs
1: <laughs> My burbstry Yeah It's it's hard to track, I guess, specifically because I'm pretty sure I caught it on TV a few times when I was very young, like I would say seven, eight, nine years old, somewhere around there. And my mom and I liked to watch movies together a lot. And I remember at a certain point she bought me the Burbs on VHS. I loved it. Uh, You know, as a kid, it's 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 like I said, it's hard to trace the first time because you know at a certain point it's on TV and you're you just like it's ubiquitous. Yeah,
0: but you grew up watching it. Yeah, right on. Hey, did one of did the VHS look like any of those over there?
1: Yeah, basically
0: that is pretty sweet, much sweet, sweet, it. Sweet. Yeah. I got that VHS player just to watch those Burbs VHSs. Oh wild man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We gotta get going though, because we're uh, burning daylight here. This was a very monumental watch today. Yeah okay. There were a number of reveals and I'm I'm already sitting on a reveal that you're gonna be a part of, yeah. but I'll we'll wait till we get there, but it's gonna it's huge, okay? Okay. It's huge. Uh so this was the seventy sixth time I've watched it. Jesus. And I mean, I watched it like two days ago. I'll probably watch it again tonight. I'm just like obsessed. I don't know what it is other than it's the perfect film and it's yeah. to Bitboat.
2: The Burbs is the best
1: of all time. For everybody that can't see this, you're literally surrounded by Blu-rays and DVDs. Yeah. And you're watching The Burbs again tonight. It's yeah, It's funny dude. to me. <laughs>
0: That's how I live my life. Always Burbsing.
1: Yeah.
2: Man, that Ricky should have stopped throwing a party.
0: I'm trying to think what the first crazy thing was. Well, the thing I noticed, the shell casings. The Great they were uh
1: made up uh, Bruce Dern's character's mailbox. Yeah, there were
0: like two giant gun shells.
1: Yeah, like in those old-timey like cannon guns. I don't know what
0: Yeah, well, yeah, he had like a similar one around his neck that he was wearing.
1: Yeah, just that was like a big old bullet.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Pretty neat, eh?
0: Dude, that was really cool. I never noticed that about those, the mailbox.
1: Well, that's the fun thing about repeat viewing is, especially on a bigger screen, is that you notice different things. I remember, I don't know how long you've lived in LA, but... uh, 13 years. Okay, yeah, so you've been around. So did you go to the screening at the American Cinematheque when they did this with Joe Dante? When? This was in 2015, maybe? Oh, dude. You really? weren't there?
0: No, dude. I just discovered... I just fell in love with this movie August 29th, 2019.
1: Oh, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah, so they did a screening...
0: With Joe Dante?
1: Yeah, and this... I remember this because uh, it was... It, it was literally like three or four weeks before Rick Dukeman died. Oh! And... Uh, and he wasn't there. I just remember Joe because Joe Dante is very involved with the American Cinematheque. I just you know? saw
0: him there on Friday.
1: Yeah, he's always there. He's he's around. So when when I heard they were going to do a burp screening, and I think it was in thirty five. I can't remember. I think probably it was. it was really cool to see in the big screen because you notice different stuff. And of what what I loved about that screening was Rick Dukeman's character is so good and yes. so funny, and people are just dying laughing. And you know maybe maybe that was the big send off yeah. for him. Like they they. People loved him in that movie and then he died later. Wow. So, um.
0: Yeah, and he died in 2015. Something
1: like that, yeah. I think it was around.
0: It was. Dude, you are. Fucking blowing my mind and, right and now.
1: And so, and some of this stuff's probably on the commentary, which I'm sure you've watched, but.
0: Yeah, none of that was. Well. And the commentary's only with Dana Olsen. Joe Dante does commentaries for literally all his movies, but not The Burst. Never this one.
1: What's well, well he that? talked about it. It was weird. He, he says, you know, it's like one of those movies that has a, a life after its release because people see it on TV like us and, you know, we fall in love with it on tape or DVD or whatever. But um, originally, the sort of backstory on this was that Tom Hanks' character, like, was uh let go of from his job yeah right so and there, it's something like that like that they that they alluded to in this movie but they never really came out and said it maybe it was in a different draft and
0: no, it's in the it's in the work print which is on the blu-ray yeah have you watched the work print before
1: no i haven't
0: they do that ending where he did lose his job yeah you
1: mean about losing your
0: job but i hate it because carol was like i knew the whole time and it's like there's no tension so why introduce it yeah yeah <laughs>
1: I wish I could remember more of that talk back. It was great. You know, Joe Tande's amazing. And as you can tell from watching this movie, the attention to detail and all the little things that you notice in the background are a lot of fun.
0: He calls that doodling in the margins. Oh, he said fun. that on the Gremlins commentary. Yeah. And it makes so much sense. And here I am, 76th time. You said it was like the 12th time you've seen yeah,
1: it. Yeah, probably, roughly. And... But
0: we're watching it and like these new things jump out. Yeah. It's crazy. Like when they go over to Walters, he must have gone away and forgot to feed Queenie. We see him art like sticks like a paperweight or a lighter in his pocket. You want
2: to take that out of your pocket? You want to not steal that from Walter's house? But motherfucker's wearing
0: two watches yeah, on his wrist! Two watches. What's the difference? All this junk is going to end up in a flea market sooner or
1: later anyway. And that's such a funny thing. Like I, that, to me, I wonder if that's a director choice or, or the actor if Rick Dukeman's like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if I had two watches and you could assume that I stole one, you know? That's right? Really, it's a really great little nuanced thing, and I think that's what makes the movie. It's a weird movie because it's a very broad, and I think it's of its time in that way, and, but the characters are still very new wants but my theory is that like it was ahead of its time and i think that if it came out in the late 90s it would have been maybe more like critically well received does that make sense that's one of the theories yeah people like us like the movie because we're film buffs and we also have a, a high tolerance for 80s cheese but i think that the reason like friends like my, my friend kate don't hold the movie in high as high a reverence as maybe we do terrible
0: what? What do you mean?
1: Is because it is 1988. There's so much slapstick. There's 89. so much silliness. Oh. and But the message is very poignant and serious and interesting. And I think if it was made at a different time and maybe by a different director, it, people would see it as more of a prestige film. Says who? But there's so much of that stuff that I love mm-hmm. that I wouldn't change. Right. You know what I mean? No. But it's a weird mix of like genres and
0: Yeah, it's and satire, all over the place. But it, yeah. Satire, it's broad comedy, it's kinda of horror. Yes. That's one thing that Dante talks about is he feels kinda of jilted by the end. His opinion is that they didn't really get it right. And I say, Wrong sir, you nailed it. You yeah. created the greatest movie of all time.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that maybe what Joe Dante's getting at, there's two sort of things that play for me. It's like the ending that's in the studio version is very satisfying Mm -hmm. because you love these characters. Absolutely. And you want to see them win.
0: You want to see them right. You don't want to see them die.
1: Right. But the original ending doesn't betray the message this ending betrays the message completely yeah well you know that's just like uh your opinion man by validating them it's like you 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 take all this great satire about paranoia and you know suburban people not liking the other and it's all this great stuff and then at the end it's like oh well they were right you know what i mean yeah so i get the duality of that and why maybe joe dante wouldn't love it as much and and i think if there was a much more eloquent way to like serve both that would have been the ideal thing to do Mm -hmm. but whatever i mean it it, nothing's you know that is what it is i I still think it's a great film and it all the slapstick and all that silliness to me adds to the fact that it wasn't made in a vacuum it was made in the 80s like that's just the time it was you
0: know I, i love that they're guilty though I know that, you know, his whole, we're the lunatics art, it's us, not them. We're the ones who are throwing garbage in the street! I know that that becomes null and void when they are guilty. Yeah. But it's just so damn satisfying as an audience member. When we see Walters alive, like, oh my God, what kind of trouble are we in right now? Yeah. Turns out they're even worse. They're big-time murderers.
2: Yeah. You stole one of my skulls,
0: didn't you? If that wasn't the case, it would bum me out.
1: Sure. But I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I totally understand that point of view, and that's why there's... To me, it's like, it's a tough one, because what do you pick? Right. You know? What, do you want me to move?
0: I can't believe this was at the Egyptian in 2015, and I missed it.
1: I mean, it could be back. You never know. I mean, they, you know, they have a print of it, and Joe Dante's there all the time.
0: Him and John Sales were there on Friday for The Howling and Piranha. They're both spectacular. Yeah. The Howling is my favorite werewolf movie.
1: Did I ask you? What does John Sayles have to do with any of those?
0: Dude, he co-wrote both of them.
1: Did he really? He did rewrites on both of them. I didn't know that. Doesn't that blow your mind? That's so funny because now he's like, he's more of like an indie, I don't know what you would call John Sayles.
0: He's still an author, like he writes books and stuff, but uh, he was pretty funny too. He was there, but uh, I was there for Dante. Cool. Good, honey. So I hate Q&As. I hate them with every inch of my body, because there's always idiots in the crowd who ask dumb questions. Whoa! The moderator doesn't know what to talk about. Yeah. Fine. But I was so jazzed, because I haven't seen Joe Dante since I fell in love with the Burbs. Yeah. So, and I just got this this bad boy. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, he just showed me his burbs tattoo. Hell yeah. Yes!
0: There are a million things that I want to ask Dante specifically about this movie that I cannot find the answers to, but the Q&A was just about Piranha and the Howling, so I I did not want to be that guy. Yeah. Because I could have been so easily, and it would have been like, dude, you're what you hate.
1: Yeah. I, a lot of times, too, what I hate about Q&As is like, The person asking the question makes it about themselves. And and there's like a long meandering story and then like at the end of it it's like, did you even ask a question or did you just want to talk about yourself?
0: Dude. Yeah. I could not agree more with that. So the weird thing with me is that August 29th, 2019 was like the fourth time I've seen it in my life. Is is that
1: normal for you to like watch a movie uh, four or five separate times and then be like, now I like it? No, dude, this is... (laughs) That's
0: why this is like the point of my life right now is trying to figure out what is up with this movie and me and why it speaks to me now. Interesting.
1: Why? I think maybe you just like the craft of the movie, the way it's put
0: together. Dude, totally. That was Kate's theory is that like I was... I'm nostalgic for this type of filmmaking because I love that it's on one lot. Mm-hmm. Like all that shit is for real.
1: I do love that like it was shot on the universal backlot. There's something so interesting about that to me that like it has this fake veneer to it which works for the message of being in the suburbs, but also just as a film buff. Yeah. I just miss that they used to shoot movies here. Absolutely. Because I love L.A. and Hollywood and the whole... Growing up as a kid, I really had this magical vision of, of this town and like, oh my God, this is a factory for movies. Yes. Now when you move here and you realize like, well, they shoot most shit in Atlanta or New Orleans or, or Vancouver. In green
0: screen or whatever.
1: Yeah. And like, you know... There's a few things shot in L.A., but... Yeah, commercials. Yeah. So, yeah, I just... Game shows, maybe. We're watching the show! Now that I've lived here for 10 years, too, it's fun to, like... Because I've been on the Universal backlot. Uh, Tell on me the everything. Street. Tell me everything. Oh, it's great. I mean, it doesn't, I don't remember it looking specifically like that, but, um, you know, do the
0: auditions it. there. And, you they, so wait, what? What?
1: Auditions in Universal, you know, because sometimes you'll have an audition in the studio and you get a pass for the day. So sometimes you just take a little walk. And Oh, I thought home. you
0: meant they hold auditions on Mayfield Place. And no, that's like, no. Don't move. By no, Universal. Funny. God,
1: I love this street. No, they're, they're so they're ghost towns. When you yeah. when they're not shooting there, it's like there's nobody around. But it's fun to walk around.
0: So you're an actor. Yes. So you go to auditions at Universal and you're like, hey, this is where the Burbs is. So I'm about to go see it. Sometimes,
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, hell yeah. They, but you kind of meander through. Like the last thing that they say, because you, you, I've also been on the Universal tour. Same. And they take you through, and they're like, this is where they shot Desperate Housewives. Yeah. It to Beaver. And they're like, yeah, if you did, you'd be like, Burbs. that's where they shot the fucking Burbs. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like, Dude, ah, I love I love you, that Sarah. you say that. Thank you, sir. But, uh, <laughs> but it's it's so cool to see, you know.
0: It's your vacation. So when they made the movie, they had a set designer make it like an 80s suburb look. And obviously the Klopak house they had to redo. And, but immediately after, they kind of like tore it down. And it's a bummer. Because could you imagine if the street still looked like this, dude?
1: I mean, yeah, it'd be funny if that old creepy house was still there. I mean, to me, that would be important. But that's the thing about this business. I mean, it just changes, and they they, they recycle
0: mm-hmm. facades of homes and all that, you know? So that the painting that uh, Klopek was doing, Dr. Klopek, yeah. supposedly that appeared in an early episode of Night Gallery, which was Rod Serling's follow-up to The Twilight Zone. Right, yeah. So I read that little tidbit, couldn't find any proof facts about that online just that one single bit of trivia yeah so i bought night gallery complete series on dvd watched it from start to finish i haven't seen all twilight zones but i've seen every single episode of night gallery in the last like four months jesus it's 43 episodes Uh 95 segments i didn't find that fucking painting anywhere did
1: Hmm. so it's probably somebody made it up
0: i guess i want to talk to that person though because what's up well, this
1: is what you got to ask Joe Dante about.
0: You know how he, he records a podcast?
1: Yeah. What is it? The Trailers from Hell
0: thing? Yeah. Yeah. I think I saw somewhere on the website. They record at crossworlds of the Road or whatever. Oh, yeah. I work right there. Yeah. So every time I walk home, I walk by that place and I'm always on my best behavior. I'm like, what if Joe Dante is leaving the studio right now?
1: Kid next door is a meatball. I mean, if you're around, he's around. I'm sure you'll run into him at some
0: point. I must. I absolutely. I mean,
1: once you show him that tattoo, he's at least got to give you five minutes. <laughs> I mean, come on. Dude. You get a tattoo of a, the title of a movie you made. It's like, I, all right. I
0: owe this guy some time says who well whatever he gives me I will appreciate yeah. because dude I don't know what kind of status so to me he's the greatest director of all time and he made the best movie of all time there are other people that might not agree with me because they're incorrect but they're entitled to their opinion <laughs> yeah well but okay. I feel like if Spielberg walks around or even John Carpenter walks around people are like worship the ground that he walks on yeah I don't know if Dante gets that same respect even if he should
1: uh, yeah, I think that there's something about because he's around the American tech and he makes himself available, people don't feel so like, oh, it's like seeing Bigfoot. Right. It's like, oh, he's around. Cool. He's he's, he's, a, he's a dude. Yeah. I would say Tarantino is probably going to end up like that, too. And if I see him around, I'm not like, oh, shit. But I one time saw John Carpenter in the backseat of a car, and I was like, holy fuck, that's John Carpenter. I was like, wow. and he's because he, he's such a legend in my mind. Of course. Mind, you know?
0: Dude, I got, these are all J.C.'s movies right here. Oh,
1: nice. Yeah. I What's would, your
0: favorite I- John Carpenter movie? Uh, the thing.
1: Yeah, that's probably his. That'll be his prestige. Hey, you want a dog? I also like uh, Prince of Darkness. is really good too.
0: Dude, that's a great movie. And actually, yeah, former underrated. former guest and uh, friend of the show, Ron Hill, that's his favorite movie. And oh, yeah. he went with me on Friday. Yeah. And the Howling does a lot of like bars and tone, like news stuff. Yeah. And he was like, "Oh my god, it reminds me of my favorite." John Carpenter movie Prince of Darkness. Yeah. And so he went home and bought the four K. No shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it's a great time to be a fan of like movies that were very hard to get a hold of like twenty years ago when I was a kid. Yeah. And like, you know, I was like, oh, man, I really wish there was like a really good version of Evil Dead or whatever. And then eventually and that was one of the first ones I remember having like several good versions on DVD. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, yeah, now you can get, you know, weird stuff like Halloween three, you know. On Got Blu-ray. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Good going, man. I used to rip Blu-rays. I'd rent them from Redbox. Oh, shit. And I rip them. And in my mind, I justify it by going, well, this is just like a lifetime rental because I did pay to rent it. It's just I didn't watch it right then.
1: I think the real distinction is you keep it for yourself. That's fine. If you're like distributing it, oh no, no, it's no, bad. You yeah, know. good point. But yeah, if you're, if it's just like, who cares? It's like an empty seat in a movie theater.
0: Hey, where's your favorite place to sit in the theater?
1: Like if it's an action movie or like a really immersive movie, I I don't like to be right up front, but I like to be kind of close mm-hmm. because I like to feel like it's my entire scope of vision. Evan, does that make sense?
0: Evan, I sit front row center.
1: Do you really? I do. Like literally the front row. Literally front row oh center. My God, I couldn't handle that because my neck you know i'd be like looking up
0: ArcLight hollywood though
1: yeah, yeah they're better what i like about the ArcLight seats is like i'll do like the j row which is mm-hmm. the first row of the raked seats mm-hmm. so you can put your feet up on a totally, railing totally very nice if i'm with a date or something and like i'm, I'm sort of like middle side uh because i like to be able to get to the bathroom quickly because i i i I have like an issue when I go to the movies I have to have a fucking coca-cola love it and I have to have popcorn
0: are you getting a full flavor coke like, yeah like not diet you're I don't a... do
1: diet sugar substitute
0: I love it dude you're just like if I'm gonna have a coke I'm gonna have a fucking coke
1: it's like I'd rather just drink it less and take the calories and yeah, enjoy it totally sometimes if I'm feeling crazy and I'm at like AMC I'll do a cherry coke
0: yeah you know because you can go over there and do the concoctions yeah you
1: can get the thing <laughs> problem is I have very tiny bladder and <laughs> I usually I yeah. have to go up and take a piss
0: did you see Irishman in theaters
1: I did at the Tech.
0: Same here. Yeah, dude, it was jam packed. Yeah, it was jam packed.
1: And I think I did go to the bathroom once.
0: Once, okay.
1: But that's pretty good for a three-hour movie. Three and a
0: half hours, oh dude. Oh my god. yes
1: Dude, should we get back on the burbs or like? How does How does this podcast work? Do you like try
0: to keep it on burbs talk or are we? Well, we, when we? I'm ready to go back to the burbs, I'll say. That was a non-burbs blip. Let's get back to the okay. burbs. All right, all right. <laughs> Roger. Okay. Okay. I'm so jazzed at the things that we discovered today between the watches and stuff the fireman that fell down at the end of the movie was fucking dope yeah that's funny that was wild okay yeah go ahead go ahead no 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 i
1: think you had one more right i
0: was gonna do my reveal now the information i have do it do it okay i discovered what episode of jeopardy they're watching really yeah dude show number 729 air date november 5th 1987 how did you figure that out? Dude, I found a Jeopardy website that had like archives of the questions and stuff. Oh. And I just literally just clicked on every single one.
1: So, did you, but so you can't type in the question and like search?
0: Well, they shot it in May of '88. And Trebek era Jeopardy started in '83. So I was like, there's four seasons that it could possibly be. So I was literally clicking on everyone available and seeing if I recognized what the categories were. Oh my God. But then, dude, <laughs> guess what? I, well, like he said, they've got a search bar. So I just typed in TV cops, which was one of the fucking categories. Yeah. And it showed up. Nice. <laughs> but I, uh, this was me after clicking on the same links That's for okay. like two days straight of being like, this isn't it. I don't recognize anything. <laughs> All right. The t- we're watching the show.
1: If Universal didn't have an in with... Jeopardy would have been watching wheel of fortune you know right. what i mean like what like usually that's how it goes
0: dude that i think the same thing of like what if Sejak wanted too much money and they were like fine we'll do jeopardy but they talk about jeopardy in the movie so it's not like they plugged it in i'll be back in time for final jeopardy mm-hmm. that's another thing i love about joe dante dude every time we see tv in this movie they're playing it and then, then they're recording thing. the television screen yeah they're not competent in later yeah that's so awesome
1: yeah, and they're not they don't have that weird thing where it's like overscan, you know, yeah. where you see the line. Totally.
0: I mean, you could see the reflection of Tom Hanks in the television while we're watching. Yeah. It's uh, I just like
1: Well, it's it's good filmmaking. It's like he's very he's got a, such a good eye for detail and like wanting it to be authentic, you know. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks is so great in this. It's like peak Hanks. Totally. It's like late 80s Hanks. Mm-hmm he's like All in element oh yeah
0: morning Walter kind of
1: a, he has an edge in this movie that you don't normally see
0: he's got a little bit dude he's just a little fed up
1: yeah he did that.
2: Yeah. oh you. stupid edit. I can't believe it ah.
1: yeah it is a very much like a Jimmy Stewart Hitchcock collaboration yeah the Joe Dante Tom Hanks thing
0: dude totally and that's yeah. funny because at one point they wanted to call the movie Bay Window oh interesting as a spoof on Rear Window
1: yeah I mean it's it has a lot of those same
0: yeah. Elements. So, wait, back to the Jeopardy thing, dude. Yeah.
2: The answer is it's the next federal holiday after Washington's birthday. Where's Washington's birthday? What is it, Memorial Day? Memorial Day is it, selling.
0: Not only do I know the air date and all the questions and answers, mm-hmm. I found the winner of that episode on Twitter and I'm about to reach out to her. Really?
2: Oh, is that wild?
0: What are you going to ask them? Dude, did you know that your episode is in the movie The Burbs? She has to because her voice is in the movie. She answers a question correctly. Oh, interesting. And it just so happened to be one of the winners that won a bunch. What it is
2: Memorial Day? Day? Memorial Day is it. Selling. Oh,
0: yeah. She won three in a row then and then came back in the 90s. Like She was a repeat winner. So that's why it was good for me and able to search it and find her. But dude, I'm going to totally reach out and be like, can I interview about The Burbs? Because they had to get her permission to use her voice.
2: Memorial Day?
0: That's interesting. It'd be funny if she's like, no, I've never seen it. <laughs> uh,
1: did so, i just be like, what? But you live in LA. I mean, this makes me think like, why don't you just go through the credits and like see who crewed on this movie or who worked on this movie and just like reach out to them and be like, hey, I have a podcast about the birds.
0: One of the Huns came out of the cave. This is like episode 12 for me. Yeah. I got to wait until I have a little bit more of a footprint online before I reach out to people who were involved. Right. Because they'll be like, like I worked out because you're friends with one of my friends yeah. and now we're friends. Yeah. But I feel like if I reach out to like Dana Olson, the writer, he's yeah. gonna be like, what is this? Did I ask you? No. I gotta wait until I have a little bit more. Your
1: SEO has to be higher. Exactly. right? Yeah. You get and, it. And, your, and your, your visibility. Yeah. But it will help your SEO if you do maybe get, like, you know, call Tom Hanks.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just hit, yeah. Hey, Tom, can you come over to my apartment? Watch I, the movie with me? <laughs>
1: yeah. I worked with his brother on something because uh, Tom Hanks' brother like sounds exactly like Tom Hanks.
0: yeah, he does woody stuff doesn't he does he does all the vo- yeah well, that's does. so cool you got to work with him though. yeah, I mean I, he was I was only for a few hours, but he was nice. Did you know that Colin Hanks was on set during this movie? Oh no shit. yeah,
2: we'll see ourselves at the door. I
0: mean- oh wait, okay, wait, I don't want to burn through all of them. I gotta spurst these out, but yeah, I got one of the answers to one of the questions that they asked. and then when she says um oh oh did 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 dude. dude, dude, dude to relax you know when alex you can hear him saying like when you lay out arms akimbo
2: remain calm float with arms stretched out at right angles That's to the body used to say to me slowly in college honey, to right.
0: uh. guess what that was in reference to no i don't know what is it how to survive quicksand oh weird isn't that crazy yeah it's like you put your arms out and then you roll slowly oh funny there's a few of them where I'm like, oh my God, that was the answer? That's the answer, yeah. Dude, the McDonald's one, the answer is waterbed. they were oh, talking really? about the McDonald's think tank. In the McDonald's corporate think tank. Exactly. All right, the t- we're watching the show. And apparently they all used to lay on waterbeds. Oh, to think? Yeah. For, to work for McDonald's? I'm loving it.
1: Oof. Isn't that what, crazy? Yeah, it was like somebody thought like, oh, let's just pump our meat full of hormones.
0: Yeah, yeah. Great think tank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here, help me up. Help me up from this think tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what
2: you used <laughs> to say to Slowly, me in college, guys. honey. Dude,
0: it's so funny. The uh, Think back to a time when waterbeds had the world by the balls. I mean, <laughs> waterbeds were huge, dude. Yeah, I
1: I don't. I'm glad I didn't live in that time because uh, I like a hard bed. Oh, you do? Yeah, I need because otherwise it'll like mess my lower back up.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I like I couldn't do it now, but I did have a water bed in sixth grade. Yeah, It's pretty cool. Is it? Yeah, big deal. Do you have a burbs? Do you have a movie that people kind of like give you the eye side eye like that movie really?
1: I mean, this one's definitely one of it because I, you know, I'm very, I'm not, uh, I I would say I don't have your dedication to the, to the burbs. That's Uh, right. uh, I can safely say you're probably the biggest fan of this movie that ever Dude, thank you. That means a lot. I haven't met all of them, obviously, but it's clear. Nice. Um, It's going to be a big week for the bachelor kid. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, I definitely rewatch a lot of stuff, you know, it's comforting Mm -hmm. to like watch something that you know is good. Yeah. And that you relive those moments that you just absolutely love. But yeah, The Burbs is definitely one of those movies where I'm like, oh, I love this movie. And some people are like, huh? Well, I don't get it. And I'm yeah. like, or they're like, it's okay. you know? I'm like, okay, well, you
0: know. Yeah, whatever. fuck off. To We're not there. friends anymore. Whatever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We're
0: getting a divorce.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go watch television. Copland is a movie that I talk about a lot. It comes up a lot.
0: Dude, it, it came up on this podcast, literally. It, Somebody it, else loved it. Yeah. it.
1: I would say Tombstone and Copland okay. are like two movies that I get, like, weirdly excited about. And I'll watch them over and over. Of course. Tombstone is, ugh.
0: I fucking rules. Well,
1: bye. And it's a movie that also, like this movie, had trouble getting made because yeah. this uh, the Burbs, you know, they were going through a writer's strike. Yep. So it was hard for them to like rewrite and they were kind of flying off the seat of their pants, I'm assuming, on some things.
0: Yeah. They, they feel like they weren't, the script wasn't ready and so they had to do a lot of stuff on set.
1: I think it's like movies that are really good that are underrated or don't get the notice that you think they do. Like Used Cars is another movie. Love it. Uh, yeah. Like that's a Robert Zemeckis comedy. Yeah, you, know, you have the Blu-ray? That's great. Shout Select maybe. Oh, it's, it's part of the series of the Burbs. I should get, I should get that. Totally. Yeah. Um I mean, it's very it's a little cringy now especially yeah. when you think about all some, the e-too stuff.
2: Yeah. Sure was damp.
1: Today. On Friday, me and my girlfriend went to. Uh, they had a screening of Dirty Dancing for Valentine's Day in cool. thirty-five, and I'd never seen it. And she's like, "Oh, we got we got to we got to watch this movie." And I'm like, "And but you've never seen Roadhouse, so we got to watch Roadhouse and yes! Dirty Dancing as a double feature." Yes. But then we found out that they were screening Dirty Dancing in thirty-five. And then afterwards it was like a dance party for Valentine's Day. So I was like, oh we'll do that. That was our fun little
0: Where were they showing it?
1: Secret Secret Movie Club, you know about that? Uh-uh. They do midnight movies a lot at the Vista theater. I went to see Lethal Weapon in thirty five at midnight, which is one of my all time favorite action movies. I, I
0: fucking love it. It's
1: better than Die Hard. Says who? I love Die Hard, but I like Lethal Weapon a little bit more.
0: Sure. I don't know if I agree with you, I don't know if I disagree with you. Yeah. But I don't it they're both fucking awesome. Yeah, they're
1: they're good movies. I think it's like it's like, you know, what do you want, pizza or a burger? You know what I mean? Dude. Like are great both of them are good it's just what are you in the mood
0: for and they're both responsible for launching their own genre yeah. like the diehard in a
1: Yes. Shut it down now.
0: There were buddy cops, but Lethal Weapon defined it in such a way. Just the dynamic of Merton Riggs. Yeah.
1: Apparently they're making a fifth one now with the, the original cast. I'm curious Wait, how that goes. Wait, no. Yeah, they greenlit it. They just don't, they doesn't know if it's going to.
0: With the show got canceled? So like, well, let's go back to the well again.
1: I think it was, yeah, they were like, look, Richard Donner's still alive. He's 90, you know, Danny Glover's still alive. Mel Gibson's still around. Sure was damp the
0: day the jump that joe pesci does from lethal weapon two to three like he yeah. just ramps up that okay 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 okay, okay 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 i
1: did it i did it a- okay, a- a- okay. did you watch the oscars Yeah. I thought Pesci had a shot because people want him to come back and and be in the business so bad. They would entice him with with an Oscar. Totally. But I thought he was really good in the Irishman.
0: I thought he was great, and I love that he doesn't give two shits. Like He wasn't at the Oscars.
1: No, he was not. Because
0: he doesn't want to go there. He's old, dude. He just wants to kick it. It was like the 15th time Scorsese asked him to be an Irishman, where he was like, fine.
1: I did it. I did it. I'll do it. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Please Get off my balls, will (laughs) you? Angel Pesci.
0: (laughs) Dude, have you ever seen the Super?
1: Yeah parts of it on TV Where he plays like a Slumlord
0: It's real bad It's bad yeah. Oh it's so bad What
2: the fuck Why not Give me the rent Give me rent Anyway
0: Joe Pesci's awesome I love him So you now this is where I go That was a non-burbs blip Okay Get back to the burbs Get back to the burbs The name of the newspaper I have a segment on my podcast Where I called it Hinkley Hills Dispatch Because I wasn't sure What the name of the newspaper was uh-huh. And I was thinking Well when I watch it again And see if I like that title better I'll switch it Hinkley Hills Herald Is yeah. way better I fucking love it so It's the alliteration of the 100% yeah so my goal in life now is to make everybody realize how dope the burbs is and to also get more burb stuff going on online I feel like it's non-existent and it irritates you, know what you me. need
1: to do you need to make gifts
0: yeah, yeah, totally Put some GIFs out there
1: Yeah, that'd be a nice project
0: Dude, that's a great idea Put some GIFs out there Throw them up on Giphy or Jiffy <laughs> Yeah Dude, you know what's funny? You know the show Last Man on Earth? Yeah So I worked at Fox for their social media department When that show premiered A lot of times when I see a Last Man on Earth GIF I fucking made it six you know, years ago
1: I'm like,
0: Yeah, that's a good show It's kind of cool That's funny <laughs> I fucking love that Dude, Will Forte is like one of my number ones he's, Oh, he's hilarious He's the best
1: I, uh, I auditioned for SNL in one of my This is years ago The first time I did was my my impression of Will Forte getting samples at Whole Foods. And he's like, Can I get another sample of this grilled cheese, please? Cause I've been a really good employee and I think I deserve it. No, 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 what it is I drop it. I drop them at first and I'm like, oh no, 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 why? That's oh, good. God! Doug, 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 no! And then I go, and then I go, Can I get another sample of this grilled cheese, please? Because I think I deserve it, dude. That's pretty good. Yeah, well, it's hard to do SNL cast members as an audition.
0: How'd it go in the room? Or do no, you you did I it on did, tape. I did
1: this on stage, and then I and then I went out. I flew out this past August.
0: Shut the fuck up. For,
1: in New York, yeah.
0: Really? Yeah. Awesome, dude. It's
1: cool. Yeah. Cool. but all my all my impressions are like that's my problem is like i don't i can't think of new impressions i do michael keaton that's good you know, i do harrison ford love it i can do yeah, but
0: both <laughs> these guys are still very much in the zeitgeist yeah
1: but yeah but like they want like but you know if you're gonna do an impression it's gotta be somebody new like you know harry styles or fucking Billy eilish, Billie eilish yeah and yeah. it's like i gotta like wrap my head around how to do that but like i'm doing a fucking robert Mitchum impression it's like you know
0: it's <laughs> awesome dude yeah See, if i was in that room i'd say hire this guy because <laughs> every single one of those impressions i want to hear yeah, yeah, yeah. that's awesome i've submitted to snl to be a writer oh have you yeah it didn't work sure was damp today back to the burbs Mm -hmm. for btv back to burbson art has three articles of clothing that have his name on it he's got the helmet that says art Mm. for the municipal power company electricity is our friend he wears a bowling shirt that says art Mm. and then that when he's going undercover and he steals the comb and he's outside That's so stupid That he has something With his name on it Right but Yeah you say He's supposed to be like uh, Undercover Incognito uh, Incognito If he
1: gets caught Yeah it's it's tough That's such a good Threesome that, that cast Yeah like, Every time I watch it I can't tell if I like Tom Moore or Bruce Dern About a nine On the tension scale Rob. Or it, it's a really good Like dynamic Between those three
0: Dude the fact that You came in here Knowing Rick Ducumon's name Without me Like I love that It warms my heart Because Oh thank you to me, he is the star of this movie. Like, he is. This is the biggest role he ever had. You gotta goose these people every once in a while. You gotta give them a little shot. Give them a little whack. Let them know that you're there. He only played bit parts. Yeah. He and, was,
1: well, he was a big stand-up comedian. Yeah.
0: Tom Hanks and him really kind of butted heads.
1: I bet. Oh, oh, good plan,
0: right? Uh, do you think that Bruce Dern's leg tattoo, was that added because Rumsfeld is a army guy? Or- I think so. But you saw the leg it. I talk. did.
1: I noticed it for the first time in the,
0: when he was in the uh, garbage truck, and it was so old; like it looked worn and stuff. Like,
1: I mean, I don't think Bruce Stern was in the military because he was like a hippie guy. Yeah. In the late '60s, early '70s, and also he was probably a little too old to go to Vietnam. Maybe he went to Korea.
0: But, it would probably be Korea.
1: But I don't know. I would assume that was a, that was a detail they added.
0: Uh, that's so cool to me. I mean, it
1: wouldn't surprise me.
0: Yeah. No. Oh, have you ever seen *The Driver*? So
1: the Ryan o'neill movie? Yes, it is. No, I haven't seen it, it's but I heard great. it was the the movie Drive, Driver, Baby where, Driver. Yes, rip that off a lot. Well, I mean, or
0: homaged. E- Edgar Wright gives it credit. Same with Vanishing Point. Sure. But see, both those movies I had never heard of. Edgar Wright talked about them, and I was like, I got to see these things. Right. Now I got them. They're so good, dude. Yeah. Brewster I think is in the Driver. Mm-hmm. He's like the guy chasing them. It's so awesome. Oh wow! I got to check it out. You got to see. Yeah. It.
1: It's like Ryan O'Neill, one of his 70s. Yeah. Man, we're talking about a career that ended when eighty started. Dude. My God.
0: A thousand percent. <laughs> you know? What happened? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I was, what was I watching The Outsider last night?
1: Yeah, I watched that. I, I haven't watched the latest episode, so don't spoil it. But I'm i won't say I'm, anything. I'm on episode four.
0: I'm into it, but there's a lot of like, they get real creative with how they angle the shots of the screen and they do like rack focus. Yeah, that's like, cool. It's cool, but it's like they got to do it because we're looking at a person hit enter. I know. Yeah. I have a Ben Mendelsohn impression from The Outsider, if you want to hear that. I need to hear it right so now. So this is him.
1: Because <laughs> like his tongue is like fighting his mouth. Uh-huh, yeah. Him. Yeah. So he's like... <sighs> Did you touch my son?
0: <laughs> We're get real close Dude, to the mic. that was spot on. <laughs> yeah, that was spectacular. All right, so back to the burbs. Okay, we can kind of wrap it up. I feel like sure. I could talk to you for hours and hours. Hey, man, bring okay. me back. I gotta have you back.
1: I'll see if I know if I work with somebody that's ever worked on the burbs.
0: Oh, a thousand.
1: Percent. I'll just ask. That's the first thing I'll ask. Hey, yeah. nice to meet you. Do you ever work on the burbs? <laughs> No, dude, I'm not fucking 50.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Dude, when I first worked in LA, I worked on the Brad Pitt movie. I was a post PA on Assassination of Jesse James. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the sound guys, one of them worked on Christmas Vacation and one of them worked on planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, my
1: God. Two of my
0: favorites. Same here, dude. Great movies. The post soup worked on planes, trains. And I said, dude, I'm sorry. Like I was, you know, 22, 23 or whatever. I was like. I don't know if this is cool of me to say, but you worked on Planes, Trains, Automobiles, and I kind of need to hear everything you have to say about that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said it was unbelievable. There was a four-hour cut. Oh, my God. I want to see that. Right? And he said that the studio made them add the emotional stuff and that John... What's his name? John... John Hughes thought it was kind of uh, Cheesy? A little, but oh, I think but it's part works. of the magic. Black masses,
1: mutilations, mutilations. That's totally what I love about that movie. I cry almost every time I see the end. I'm against tinkering with art. Shut it down now. But if somebody wanted to be like, hey, this might not look great, but we're gonna digitize that four-hour print of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles and like put it on Netflix as like a series. Do it. I'd watch it. Hell yeah. I, I
0: want, to want to kill everyone. Satan is, to Satan is good. Satan is our pal. Last thing about the burbs and I'll get you a rating nuggie, out of here. Because right. you, your girlfriend had a car accident and she's safe, <laughs> but you, you were like, no, I, I'm gonna get my burbs on real quick. <laughs> yeah. Now I said I'm sorry that you're
1: uh, in the hospital, but uh, <laughs> I got this pot now. She's okay.
2: Hospital <laughs> sick.
0: Okay, so. When Corey Feldman sees Walter come home and he's running over and he's going, Mr. Weingartner, Art, Art, look, look, look. And Art blinks for a long time. Uh You remember that? Yeah. We don't see him open his eyes in the theatrical, but in the work print, he opens one of them. And I feel like they stuck on it for so long. Let us see him open the eyes again.
1: Maybe they thought that the one eye opening was too cartoony. Maybe. Or like a too much of a jokey moment when they wanted to like make the moment more like, oh, fuck, we're in the shit. Dude, I
0: bet that's the reason. That's got to be it. A- Dude, that's a really good point.
2: Yeah, i fine, sure.
0: There's another part where, because you know, you know how the detective kept call, kept saying it, Klopik? Yeah. In the work print, there's a part where he says Klopik to him. They go in on him, and he goes, it's Klopik. Yeah. And I wish that had been put in when he says, is this your car, Mr. Klopik, when they run into it, and there's yeah. all the skulls. Yeah, and he goes. He doesn't say anything. He just goes, hmm. No, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, it would have been cool. I mean, but these are all out. but I never thought about the way that you just said about the eye. Yeah. So it's like, I say it would be cool to put this in there, but it already exists as the perfect thing. They nailed it. It's just fun to kind of have ideas. Yeah, totally. And like, it, but it's fun to think about why they took it out or. We got a real problem. All right. So before I let you out of here. Yeah. I've got three ratings that you can give this thing. Okay. The first one is ABB, always be Burbson. That's number one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Number two is to The burbs is the best of all time. That means this is the greatest thing ever made. And you're going to go out there and spread that word. Now, number three, which you're not going to do, but I got to say it anyway, is KBB. You don't want nothing to do with the burbs. Kurt B. Burbson only. Oh my God. ABB to bitboat or KBB. What was the second? What was the acronym again
1: on the second one?
0: T-B-I-T-B-O-A-T to The burbs is the best of all time.
1: I mean I would say the burbs are the best of all time. Hell yeah! I would say. Hell yeah.
0: That's a great way to go out. It's a great film.
2: Hello, it's me again, Dr. Money's assistant. We hope you enjoyed the show, and before we sign off for the day, the good doctor had a message he wished for me to read. It says, quote, I, Dr. Kurt Money's assistant, would prefer to spend my day sniffing farts. Unquote. Not cool, Doc. Not cool. Scope me. I'm out of here.